Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. What are we talking about today, Kat? Today we're talking about Kriya Yoga. Kriya Yoga is something I really, really love. It's something I enjoy teaching. I enjoy teaching it as a class, as a seminar. I just really, really love spending time helping people create a daily sadhana. And that's really what Kriya Yoga is. Kriya is the yoga of intention. It's the yoga of action. And it's the yoga of commitment. Mm -hmm. Kriya Yoga is one of the original ancient sort of uh, Kriya styles. You know, we have newer styles in the Western world, like power yoga and vinyasa yoga. But Kriya yoga was one of the original. When you think back to Hatha yoga, Kriya yoga, Bhakti yoga, it was one of the original styles of yoga. And the focus of Kriya yoga was really all about action. When it comes to Kriya yoga, really what the focus for what we're going to talk about today is creating a daily sadhana. Mm -hmm. And a person's like, well, what's a sadhana? Well, a sadhana is like a spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you have to do any chanting if you don't want to chant. If if prayer life is your prayer life, then add a prayer into your daily sadhana. But daily sadhana is really just a commitment to your self-care. Yeah. And it's really lovely because if you really, really make the effort to try it for 28 days, I promise you will notice a change in yourself. Something will shift. Whether it's physical, mental, or spiritual, emotional, that's up to you. And that's up to how much you are committed to your 28 days of a sadhana. And I promise you that if you do 28 days, you're going to want to do 29. Well, and I do have to tell our listeners, I, along with several other people, did a video class with you this past week on Kriya Yoga and creating a daily sadhana. And it was incredible. So if anyone else wants to do something like that, you can probably twist Tanya's arm and she might be able to do a couple of workshop for your studio or for your group or something because it was incredible. So, and I have to admit, I have not started mine yet, but I have it all written out and I'm going to start on the first of the month. The first of the month sounds like a good time to set a goal for a new 28 days. Mm -hmm. So October is your month. It is. It is. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear how it goes. Okay. I should have made that one of the stipulations is that if you take the Kriya seminar, you need to let me know when you're done with your sadhana, how it works. Send us all an email. Maybe I will. Yeah. And then tell everyone that we'll have like a little, another little super chat or something and discuss it. <gasps> that would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to us. We're such geeks. Okay. Kriya Yoga, you said, was the yoga of action. It's the yoga of sentiment, the yoga of intention, the yoga of action, the yoga of commitment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you're going to spend time creating a sadhana, and I'm not going to give you all of those tools because those are tools I like to share within a classroom setting and such. But just know that it is important to tie together all of the pieces of the eight limbs of yoga. So within your sadhana, you really want to make sure that you're practicing some 
asana, some pranayama, mudras, mantras, you know, meditation include in there, you know, cat's favorite journaling and, and the likes, but really committing to, you know, having a daily practice that adds up all those components of the eight limbs of yoga. And the reason for that is, is because if you walk around with a tree that's only got three branches on it, it's not quite as attractive as if you walk around with a tree that has all of its branches. Exactly. And I don't mean attractive as in, whoa, drop dead beautiful. I mean, attractive as in your energy is attractive. Your mental capacity is attractive. The words and languages you use is attractive. Everything about you attracts all the right stuff. And the tree's more balanced. And the tree's more balanced, right? And you you know this because you've walked in places where you have come across people and you're like, whoa, so don't want to go anywhere near that energy. And then you've walked in other places where you're like, that person, I swear they're the most beautiful person. Like they're kind, they're generous. Everything was just perfect, right? So, so cool when you can get all of your energy in alignment with all of your desires, in alignment with all of your goals, your truth, your authenticity. And that's really what your sadhana is all about, is working on keeping your alignment intact. That way, no matter what you run into in your day, whatever you come across, whatever people you come across, whatever financial issues you come across, whatever it is, like it doesn't matter. It does matter. Don't don't get me wrong. It does matter, but it doesn't affect you as negatively as it could have if you weren't practicing with a daily sadhana. Mm -hmm. Now, people tell me all the time, we talk about routines, we talk about intentions. This is just a larger picture view of those intentions. Yes, we can be in bed in the morning and set our intention for the day. And that is a lovely routine and a lovely practice. If you really want to get, you know, if you really want to get set into a morning sadhana, then you can certainly add your intentions into that and that we have that included in our sadhana in the form of a mantra. What you got going on there? (laughs) talk about interesting attractions you got going on i know you used that minnesota accent when you said that you know there (laughs) what's going on there you betcha don't you know I was actually following behind a semi the other day and noticed on the back, it made some jokes about being Minnesotan. And that was like, don't you know? And I was like, oh my gosh, we do say that. We do totally say that, don't you know? (laughs) But so, yeah. So when it comes back to the sadhana and the creation of a sadhana, it really is about having the balance between your physical wellness, your mental wellness, and your spiritual wellness. So your sadhana has to have components in it that are going to that are going to contribute to the improvement of those three aspects of your life. So when it comes to physical, maybe you already have a workout routine and that's great. Incorporate it together with the whole package of your sadhana and it's going to improve the lasting effects of it. I know one of the students on the class said, do we have to keep it all together? And no, I mean, in theory, you don't. However, if you do, it's going to increase the effect of it. It's a little bit like using the language of, we'll say, going to church. And if you say, well, I'm only going to go to the first 15 minutes of church. And then next week, I'll go to the second 15 minutes. And then the week after that, I'll go to the last half an hour. It's going to have a different effect than if you sat for the whole hour. So when it comes to working on your sadhana and you're working on your mental piece 
This can be in the form of lots of things. If you know that you have some negative habits you want to get rid of, that could fall under your mental piece. If you know that you are struggling with negative self-talk, that could fall under the mental piece. You could go down the list if you know that you suffer from anxiety or fear or you have conversations you need to have with people in your life or maybe talking too much. Maybe you're doing a little bit of gossiping and you shouldn't be doing that either. Whatever it is that you're working on, that sort of all falls in that mental piece. So you've got the component of your physical piece, you've got the component for your mental wellness, and then the third major component is about spirituality. And it's not that I'm saying, hey, you need to be this religion, you need to believe in this God, you need to have this or that, like, and that's not what I'm saying to you at all. All I'm saying is that you make a connection with something. It can be nature, it could be the cosmos, it could be the universe. It could be God, it could be whatever you choose it to be, but that you're making that connection, knowing that that's a very, very big key component to the success. But it is very key, uh, integral in the success of our sadhana is having that spiritual connection to whatever that is for you, for me, for the next person. But so that spiritual piece that we're talking about is really, really important in helping us marry the sadhana to our tissue and our lymph and our body in general. That's the key that we're talking about when we're talking about in a daily sadhana. We have the physical component, which we know is really good for our muscles and our bones and our joints. We have the mental piece, which we know is really important to our central nervous system in our, you know, working with that flight and fright response. But in most importantly, is that spiritual connection, which is what's really going to let that information and that goodness seep into all of you, your fascia, your tendons, all of the parts of you so that you can start to erase that negative biography that's been in the body and replace it with your new, more authentic, more enlightened version. Mm-hmm. So would you say Kriya Yoga and a daily sadhana is kind of creating a path to maybe changing yourself over or maybe even a spiritual awakening? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. And I do really truly mean it that you're going to do it, set the goal for 28 days and tell yourself each morning, I can do this for 28 days. The next morning, I can do this for 27 days. The next morning, I can do it for 26 days. And I bet that somewhere in there, you quit having to tell yourself that. Yeah. And then if you truly make it through the 28 days, I do promise you that you'll want to do the 29th and 30th day. Mm-hmm. It does have a lasting effect. The first time I did a daily sadhana was five and a half years ago when I was at Kripalu Center. And its impact in my life has been very powerful. It really has. What did you learn at the Kriya class? I learned primarily the importance of creating a daily spiritual practice for yourself. Because, you know, I, even if sometimes I only meditate for a couple of minutes, I always try to meditate every day. I always have more time to do that, but I just don't make it a priority because it's something for myself. So making that a priority and I I mean, I can really see the benefit of doing that. And I was looking to see what, one thing that I do think that would be good for me is the mantra 
you, you made me rethink what my mantra is. Mm. It's when, you know, when you and I, when we did the 300 hour and we did that before we decided mine was going to be, I am worthy of being heard because there's, you know, there's all kinds of aspects of my universe that I don't feel worthy of being heard. But then I started thinking about it when we did the class and you said that it needs to be either three words or seven words or nine words. And so I started, I kept thinking about what is it I really want? And so I, I kept thinking, well, I'm focused. I really like, I need to be focused if I really want to commit to a daily side. Then I need to be focused in all these aspects of my life. Then I like, well, but also I am creative. I need, I need creativity. So then I settled on, I am successful and creative because I thought, well, that kind of encompasses all of it. Mm -hmm. So it made me step out because I'm always thinking about how I, sometimes I don't, because I always feel like my throat chakra is blocked because I do tamp down a lot of things that I want to say or, and I sometimes don't feel worthy of saying. So going through the process with you, it really helped me to see that it is important and it helped me to narrow down what my mantra would be in my daily sadhana. And I think that would be one that I probably would make a life mantra. I am successful and creative because I, I like that. I like it too. I think it fits for you. I do too. And then, it, you know, looking at the mantras, I had never heard of the Shivalinga mudra. And I really like that. I was like, I have never, and I'm like mudra queen. So I like that. And I love the Ganesh mudra so much. So I chose those two of my mudras. So anyway, I thought that was pretty, really cool. And then one thing that I love that you said is that when you say your mantras, the first one's a whisper, the second one is in your regular voice, and the third one is silence to spread to the universe. And I wrote that down because I was like, that's friggin' awesome. Go, Tanya, go. Go, really, Tanya, go. I really like that a lot. Yeah, it's uh, how you settle it into your tissues. Mm -hmm. I yeah. do love that. I like that a lot. I took a lot of notes. I would love to have had more notes. You need to book on this. I need to do a book on it. Mm, it'd, be, it'd be pretty cool. So, it's funny because I had created a whole slideshow for that and I never used the slideshow or anything. Like I just felt like I was like, I was just talking and I had so much to say and I was talking really fast yeah. and I was like all along, I'm like, are you getting this? Like somebody, somebody give me some feedback. Like, I, is this good? Is this not good? And everybody seemed really, really excited about it afterwards. And Well, when you come down again, I would love to have you do a little workshop on that. Yeah. As I think that, I think that would be really, really cool. I think people would love it. When uh, I, I first did it in the studio, I did it as a, a six week seminar. Mm -hmm. And so I think collectively that turned out to be like nine hours and I still felt like it wasn't enough time, but in it, I incorporated, you know, practice with, with each item. So instead of like five mudras, I think I had 10 mudras instead of three pranayamas, I had six pranayamas. And those six weeks we spent 15, 20 minutes working on the pranayama and I did guided meditations for each class. And so I had turned it into this big six week Kriya. Yeah. 
Wow. It was it was really a fun class to teach. And I think that the students that were in attendance maybe still have their sadhanas to this day. I would like to think, well, I know one of them does for sure, um, because she was in my teacher training and we've had many conversations since. But mm-hmm. I do feel like there was a lot of uh, well-received information. And I think that those people that actually did the work found that they were very successful within. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the other cool I mean, component of it is that if you do the work, the work works. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite expressions. Do the work, the work works. And people are like, what? I'm like, think about it. Break it up. Do the work. The work works. Right. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. But yeah. we have to admit that we have to do the work. And a lot of people don't want to do the work. A lot of people want to, you know, as they say, put it under your pillow and absorb it through osmosis. They don't want to do all the work. Work is the hard part, but if you get over, get past that hard part, get past the work, the rewards can be incredible. That's why I'm excited about doing this. I want, I'm going to type out all of my notes and I know I'm going to have more questions for you because I do think I would like to teach, teach something like this to my little creative writers group in June also, but I think it'll be very, very cool. I'm going to try to spend, I'm going to try to do the short one, probably commit to that one and do the long one as well. But I think I'll probably end up somewhere in the middle because I do want to journal and write after each one. So I'm excited to try it. So it was a, I think that was a wonderful gift that you gave to the group of us. Yay. Yeah. yeah, I um, have a couple books that I'd like to share when it comes to Kriya Yoga. So again, you know, I like to do the easy version and then the, the little bit more tricky version. But I do have this cute book that I got, I don't know, sometime back. But the book is called Om Yoga. Om Yoga. And it's by, well, it's written and illustrated by Cindy Lee. And it is a book about a daily practice. And it's really kind of cute because it's like a little calendar book. It's got Monday and then it's got Tuesday and Wednesday and it takes you through the week. But the components that she has, so for a new student who's like, well, I kind of want to do this daily sadhana, but I have no idea what to do. She's got it broken down into, well, focus on back bending for the first day and then forward folding for the next day. So it's kind of got this like really nice little breakdown for, for the more beginner standpoint. But then I also have a second book that is called The Secret Science of Kriya Yoga. And this book is by Gaswami Kriyananda. So it's a little bit more intense on the philosophy side. It's a little bit deeper on the like old Eastern intelligence that goes into the style of Kriya Yoga. And it is a very good book, It's but it is a little trickier of a read. So I certainly wouldn't say to new beginners that that would be a good book for them. But if you're, you know, well on your way in your yogic studies and you're like, no, give me more, give me more. It's a great book. It goes through the eight limb path. And so it gives people, you know, that all encompassing sort of practice. So you can build your Kriya based out of all eight limbs. And, you know, it it has some pranayama in here. It has some discussion about the science behind it, you know, and the importance of all of the pieces. And yeah, it's really cool. It's really a good book. Well, very cool. Do you do sun salutations and moon salutations? You know, the first moon salutations I learned are different 
from the traditional moon salutations. Um, and I learned um, first time through with yoga fit. And I don't even think they teach them that way. The lady that taught them. So I've been prancing through my little merry world doing moon salutations a different way than everyone else on the planet does them. So it's interesting because there are definitely some very westernized versions of moon salutations. And when you go back and look at authentic texts, it's not the same. So you really are curious. This book does have a really good section on sun salutations as well as its mirrored moon salutation. And so it gives you it gives you the version. And it, it's interesting because you're like, wow, yeah, no, that's not the way I learned it. Oh, so, it's, so the moon salutation is actually designed to be more calming. Mm -hmm. and more quieting. And most of the moon salutations I've ever done involved star pose, maybe half moon or a version of half moon. And that's actually not what the moon salutation was originally designed for. Have you heard of the Kriya Yoga for Self-Discovery by Keith Lowenstein, MD? Mm -mm, I have not. It looks pretty cool. Oh, cool. The moral of the story, friends, is everybody needs a daily sadhana. Mm -hmm. And within that daily sadhana, it would be best to involve the eight limbs of yoga. And also that you make sure to focus on the physical aspect, the mental aspect, and the spiritual aspect. Perfect, perfect. Well, it's very cool. Perfect. I'm Kat Khan. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at Two Pittas on a Pod.